Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Bones here for you on a Monday. All sorts of concert announcements rolling out. Fitz and the Tantrums coming back to Missoula. Excited about that one. This is St. Paul and the Broken Bones, though. Hopefully they come back as well. This gets crazy. Love taking our guy Andrew Hout and our producer here into this one. He had no idea. He went in, he went in like I went to the show on Saturday here, the Yola show. I went in blind. He went in blind on St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Came out very impressed. They put on a heck of a show, so hopefully they come back. Hope you have an outstanding Monday. Hope you're not blowing away. <laughs> Jack Weatherman told me it's supposed to be 50 mile per hour gusts into the evening. So hopefully we don't have any power outages. Stay safe out there. Basically, think of the first hour of the show. You can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Sports Bet Montana, as well as the Advocates. We did the Montana Football Hour, talking all the way around Grizz Spring Game, as well as some Bobcat football as well. So you can always check all that out on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. Just search N-U-A-N-E-Z, rate, review, subscribe, all that great stuff. Five stars preferred. Appreciate you for doing it. 
you want to stream the show, we got a new option for you. We got a sports bet, not a sports bet, a ESPN Montana app. Sports bet Montana also has an app. The next segment is presented by sports bet Montana, but we have a ESPN Montana app that we just launched available on all of your mobile platforms, especially Apple platforms. We're working on the Android part right now, but that'll be ready to go in short order. So go download that. You can always listen to the show or watch the show that way. Or you can get us 1029ESPN.com, or you can always find us on YouTube as well. If you want to be a part of the show, you have questions, comments, concerns about Bobcat or Grizz football or the NBA or the Masters or anything else you're burning on, let us know. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Let's dive into an all-betting all the time presented by SportsBet Montana. A lot of fun stuff coming up to bet on, including the NBA playoffs, which start tomorrow. Good friend of this show, good friend of mine, Kyle Sample in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. We are coming to you through the Northwest Motorsports Studio. We're going to talk NBA, but first, I want to prompt you to ask me because you were out of town this weekend. You're up in the flathead enjoying yourself a little weekend away. You didn't get to go to the Grizz Spring game. You have been going to some practices, though, and I know that you have uh, you have a strong rooting interest in the young man from Las Vegas, Daniel Britt. And you're not the only one. He's getting a little hype, but to, what what do you what do you want to know about what happened on on Friday? Or I guess what are your questions about the Grizz right now? What do you think of the Grizz overall from what you've seen? Why didn't they just rename it the Daniel Britt Showcase? <laughs> well, well, it was more a uh, a did he even play because I looked at the he, stats. He did. did he, he he played he, he played a little time? bit. Yeah, he played a little bit. It was really weird, man. They ran like four offensive plays. They ran basically like basic inside and outside zone. Flood and stick. That was basically it. Bobby, after the game, Coach Alk said, he's like, how many plays do you think we ran? And I was like, I thought you ran four offensive concepts. He's like, yeah, I think four or five. So we ran like three or four on defense. He's like, good job. I was like, thanks. I, I know you guys didn't run anything. It's what I would expect. Right. I don't, I don't right. expect, I mean, I don't think the spring game means anything to the coaching staff, really. For it's, sure. It's just an opportunity to get. More reps. People back in. Yeah. Pe- more so for fans. Just fans to see them because c- fans can't go to practice anymore. So just an opportunity to give them another connection to Grizz football uh, after being, what, five months away? Yeah. Right? That's all it really is because they see everything during spring, and they run a lot of 7-on-7 seven seven and a lot of 11-on-11 11 11 during practice. So, like, they're seeing the things that they want to see. I don't think they really, they really like, the spring game doesn't mean a whole lot. And as you said, they put in, f- what, they ran four concepts. So Right. Uh, I thought it was they did put they gave Chris Brown actually the most reps at quarterback. He ended up going four of fifteen. He threw a pick, so I think that's probably a little bit indicative to the elevated opportunity that your boy Daniel Britt's going to get in the fall. I think that that's the competition, though. I don't think there's much of a competition for the starting job. No, I, I mean just going by reps from what I saw through through yeah. practice, it's pretty clear they're going to go with Lucas Johnson. He's yeah. a six-year senior. He's a graduate transfer from the Mountain West. Yeah, it's so clear. I think that's the guy. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they do, what they address. Uh, my number one question for Coach Halk afterwards was, what are you going to do about your specialists? Because you lose the best uh, long snapper in the country in Matt O'Donohue. You lose a record-setting kicker in Kevin Macias, who at one point made 17 straight field goals. He graduates. And then you also lose Brian Buscini, who transferred to Nebraska, after being one of the, I mean, the best punter ever. I mean, <laughs> the best punter in this program. I mean, he really, he really did have like the best the season, best as, season a, yeah. as a punter for sure. I mean, he was unbelievable. It was like must watch TV when Bushini was on the field. Yeah, I was 
That was the first time I was ever excited to watch a punter. <laughs> in literally every opportunity that he got a punt. He was getting... He had to hang inside the 20. He did. He was getting nicknames. We got a loyal listener who texted me saying he wanted to anoint him. And now, you know, now the nickname means nothing because he's playing for the Cornhuskers instead. So I think it's a big issue they got to address. I think they got to uh, iron some stuff out on the offensive line. But other than that, defensively, they just look so good. They just have so many guys. I think that's the number one thing I could say. And I said this last night, but I'll reemphasize it. If you take away just like the headliners like Patrick O'Connell and Robbie Houck and stuff like that, all the rest of the guys you roll them in there, if they didn't have numbers on, you wouldn't know. They all look so similar. They all operate so similar. I mean, like their linebackers, they have like 10 of the same guys. Yeah. Carson Ross had Tyler Flink and like all these guys. They might be an inch or two apart, but they all run well. They all seem to just be plug-and-play type guys. So Also along the defensive line, the, the guys that they can roll through there. Um, they, I mean, they have legit three corners now. For sure. Like, Solid three corners that you can mm-hmm. count on. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know how that often that happens. For sure. It should be interesting to see how they all evolve. Kyle Sample in studio here with us on Nuanas now. The NBA playoffs start tomorrow. Before we get to that one last thing, did you catch any of the Masters yesterday? I I had to lay on my couch uh, all day because <laughs> uh, I, I was brain dead. Um, so, yeah, I did catch a lot of it. I caught uh, pretty much the entire... Final round, I watched a lot of the first and second rounds, and then I did not see a ton of Saturday. So yesterday, though, was a fun uh, up and down, a lot of movement all over the place, watching the sort of back and forth pending almost meltdowns of both Cameron Smith and Scotty Scheffler, but then the way they were able to rally, that was impressive. I honestly thought that with Cameron Smith going birdie-birdie right out the gate, I thought that the, the tournament was all but sealed. When Scheffler hit it in the woods for the third hole in a row on three, and then it managed to scramble out of there and then chip in for birdie, I thought that that sort of halted Cameron Smith's momentum. And then Scheffler kind of got locked in and and, uh, had some big-time shots down the stretch. His rise, though, how fascinating is it? I mean, this guy was sort of a... I mean, I didn't really know anything about Scotty Scheffler until, like, last year, and now all of a sudden he's the number one player in the world. He's already won four tournaments this year. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I think people who are, like, really, really, really into golf know who he was. For sure. Uh, junior circuits, he was really dominant. Um, he went to the University of Texas, was a good golfer there, and then, like, he was just this guy who, you know, was pretty young. He's only 25, so right. it's like um, he was just putting it together, and then uh, last year, I would say, probably around, like, the Ryder Cup, and then leading into this year, the tournaments he's won this year, I mean, they're all against some of the best golfers in the world. Like, mm-hmm. all of them. Like, the Waste Management, uh, the Arnold Palmer, yep. the Match Play, and now the Masters. Yep. He's consistently beating, over the last six yep. weeks, the best in the world, um, as often as anybody has since, like, Tiger Woods and, like, when Tiger was going on his runs. Crazy stat, too. He came out of Highland Park High School, which also produced Clayton Kershaw, a World Series MVP for the Dodgers, and... Uh, Matt Stafford, the quarterback for the Los Angeles. I guess Matthew Stafford, sorry. His wife has been informing us that we're not allowed to call him Matt Stafford anymore. But Matthew Stafford. So impressive that three guys from the same high school at the absolute pinnacle of their sport. The last thing I want to say about the Masters, too, I thought it was, well, I guess two things. One, I think it's uh, I think it's great for golf, the fact that Scotty Scheffler has sort of this unorthodox swing. Like he moves his right foot like when he swings it. He also, to hit his like draws and fades, he like rolls the club over. It's like an homage to all of us hackers out there. And I think it's good for the game because it's it's not as homogenized, you know. 
I mean, it's an homage that he can hit like a 34-yard <laughs> cut when he wants to. <laughs> the funniest part is when he doesn't get it all the way rolled over, and it's just airmails, just oh, yeah. bombs away right side yeah. all day long. The last thing, though, is as we always start, we always have to finish. I thought that probably the most indelible image of the Masters was not Scheffler's approach shots on uh, 14 and, and 15. It was It was Tiger Woods. For the first time, I, I I think it's safe to say for the first time in his life, on golf's biggest stage, looking like a mere mortal. I mean, well, he, he four putted on on Saturday. I know it's I know the circumstances. It was just crazy. Like I just thought that Tiger would would never look like that. I just thought he would either not play, or I don't know. I I, just, I didn't think he would ever be in that situation. It was crazy to watch him four putt and sort of struggle his way through the weekend rounds. Yeah, I guess uh, when you put it all into context, I mean, he pulverized his ankle and almost had his leg amputated. No, for right? sure, 100%. Like, so, like, going to Augusta and shooting, even though it's 78-78, like, the fact that he was even able to play is honestly one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in sports. No, 100%. And the fact that he was able to finish, yeah. that, that was actually... His Saturday was brutal. His back nine, he was falling apart. He was totally tired. He could I mean, he lipped. He looked like he me and you. Walk up eighteen. No, I mean, he was. He looked like me and you, just lipping out putts and you know, going up there and rushing it and then missing it again. First four putt of his career in a major championship tournament, by the way, on the back nine Saturday. But I actually thought that the one of the cooler moments of the tournament was him walking up eighteen on Sunday, and he sort of just let it all out, and he was. He was happy. He got a standing ovation. And I think people realized, man, this is like miraculous that this guy even finished this, it is. this round. Like, it, would you have your ankle pulverized? Right. Like you fell down a ravine and almost died, and then all of a sudden your leg amputated, and like you pulverized your ankle? Like, I never, I, I that was it. Like, for me, that, I never thought I'd see him play for sure. a competitive professional golf again. Let alone the Masters in such a short amount of time. And like, going into the weekend, he wasn't in bad he wasn't no for sure. Like he could have finished top ten just oh. based on his numbers, it, it, but then it shows you how his omnipresent talent and his unbelievable mental fortitude. Because the fact that he could shoot seventy one in a single round is just unbelievable. Yeah. So it, the fact that he sort of kind of fell apart. I mean, he made the cut at the Masters, so <laughs> pretty amazing. We'll keep you up to date with what's going on in the world of Tiger Woods. I know we will because our good friend Carol on the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports loves talking about it. It's all betting all the time. Presented by Sportsbet Montana. How about some NBA playoffs? Let's talk uh, some of these series that are uh, about to get underway tomorrow. The NBA playoffs kicks off. So the final regular season standings are as such. The Phoenix Suns get the number one seed out of the West. They ended up winning 64 games. The Miami Heat get the number one seed out of the East. They won 53 games. The East was a battle for the top seed all the way down the stretch. All three, Boston, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia, finished with identical 51-31 and 31 records. In the West, the two-seed goes to the Grizzlies. The three-seed goes to the Warriors. The four-seed goes to the Mavs. Then you got the Jazz, the Nuggets, and then we still have uh, await the winners of the play-in games. And in the East, after Philadelphia, was Toronto in five and Chicago in six. So... There's a couple teams that really made late charges. I think that the, probably the teams that are playing the best coming into this. I mean, the Suns are playing the best because they won 64 out of 82 games. That's pretty much never having a lull. But I thought in the West, the, the Mavs have looked uh, outstanding the last month or so. Luka Doncic has really taken the league by storm. 
And I thought in the East, um, I mean, the Chicago Bulls were kind of one of the uh, surprises, but I thought the Boston Celtics were the team that really played well down the stretch. They they were really, I mean, they, they got up 20-something points on teams multiple times over the last month in the first half alone. Yeah, I mean, they were, they weren't even like considered to be like a real threat in the East going through, like, the the beginning of winter. For sure. Like, I mean, they were... I mean, during, was, during the holidays time, Bill Simmons, who's, like, the resident, you know, Celtics like homer, up. it was like, break it down, let's tear this down, yeah. let's rebuild. Yeah. Yeah, for them to come on, that's wild to see that. Some of the things that they changed on defense, like moving Robert Williams and his... I mean, he's out right now, but moving his defensive assignments um, allowed them to play and become, like, the best team, best defensive team in the NBA. And just annihilate teams down the stretch. Um... But, like, I think it's kind of interesting that in the East, the teams that are mostly talked about are Boston, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia. Yeah. And we just sort of overlook Miami. Right. And I, I, I overlook Miami. Like, I don't really think they are a team that is going to be, like, a legitimate threat to make it to the NBA Finals. I just, I don't know. There's just something about them that I just don't, I just don't connect with. So, the... The saga of being LeBron James's coach is so interesting when it comes to the narrative of the NBA over the last 20 years because basically every coach has ever coached LeBron James, with the exception of Eric Spolstra, has either been a pawn or on the hot seat until LeBron James decides you're out, and this just happened again today. Yeah, Frank Vogel out. He didn't even know he was getting fired. They basically fired him and told him they were going to make a decision on Monday and then Adrian Wojnarowski's reporting it, and Frank Ogles sitting up there at a press conference being like, cool, guys. I didn't know. You can't even fire me? Like, you didn't even tell me. Just fire me. Yeah. Don't let the press tell me that I'm fired. But this is another pawn in the in the uh, LeBron James game. But it's all fascinating to me, though, because I think there was this narrative that Eric Spolster was just a puppet, too, when he was the head coach of the Heat when LeBron James was there. Now Spolster has proved that he's a really good coach. The fact that they got the that one for a long team. time. Like, yeah, honestly. no, he's really good. Uh, I think he was proving that back when he was LeBron's coach, even though like sure. I just think a lot of people were like, oh, he's LeBron James' coach. How can you not get at the NBA Finals? Look at the teams you have in Miami. But if you look at like the way that they started playing, that isn't the way that teams, that like some of the Cavaliers teams played that For LeBron sure. James was on. So like they did change a lot. For sure. And like I think Spolster was part of that because, I mean, he was like an X and O's guy. So he was like a video. Isn't that how he came up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, he was a, video a video coordinator yeah. For, yeah. For, uh, for Pat Riley. So why do you think it is that there's this missing link with Miami? Because I kind of agree with you. Because I don't think they have like that guy that just gets your attention. Like they have a lot of steady guys, right? Like they have Bam Adebayo does a lot. Like he's, he's really good. super flexible. Right. He's one of the best uh, defenders in the league. Um, defensively, they can do a whole lot because they have really good defenders. But then they have like these guys who are some of the most atrocious defenders in the league. Like uh, I think, what did I hear yesterday? Uh, they have two guys um, who facing isolation players are two of the eight worst in the league. Probably Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero, you're right. But they have other guys, and they just have a lot of steady guys. Like, Lowry's very steady. Kyle Lowry, Uh, for sure. Hero can get you buckets. Uh, uh, Jimmy, I mean, obviously, like, that whole situation, like, the heat culture, but, like, they just don't have a guy who's, like, like a superstar. Right. I think that's it. I think it just gets overlooked because they don't have that. How important do you think that Kyle Sample in studio with us here on Nuanas now ESPN Radio SWX Montana Television as well as the new ESPN Montana app? Go download it.
how, uh, that's when you're analyzing the NBA playoffs. Do you have a dude that can carry you in crunch time down the stretch in a seven game series? That is the most important factor, right? I I don't know if it's necessarily a guy. I think it's just you need guys who can get you shots. Right. So like if you looked at the uh, the Nets the way they were supposed to be made up, right? Like who who was actually going to be the guy when they had Kyrie and uh, uh, Kevin Durant, right. and James Harden? Who was going to be the guy in, in crunch time, right? Did that really matter, or did it just matter that you had three guys on the court at all times? who could get you a bucket. I think that is the most important thing, is that you have guys who can do that because things just get a lot harder to score in the playoffs. So remind me how this play-in thing works. So seven plays eight. And then nine plays ten. Nine plays ten. Whoever wins the seven-eight gets the seven-six. Is, is in. Yeah. And then whoever wins the nine-ten goes and plays the loser of the seven-eight. Right. Whoever the loser wins. of the seven-eight can lose twice yes. before they're eliminated, whereas the loser of the nine-ten is out. Yeah, I think you saw that with Golden State last year. Right, and then the 8, and I guess the loser of the 7-8 plays the plays winner of the 9-10, and then that loser is out, and the winner gets the 8, right? Uh, yes. Okay, Yes. and it's just single elimination, one game single and done. Single elimination. Okay, so your play-in games are as follows. You got Cleveland at Brooklyn tomorrow. Brooklyn. And you got the Clippers at the T-Wolves. That you know, game, I think, is really interesting. Uh, I, I I agree. We're going to cut, get to this here in just a minute. And then also on Wednesday, you have Charlotte at Atlanta. When's the last time the Hornets were in the mix or the Bobcats or whatever they are? The Hornets. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they started coming on like end of last year. They got pretty interesting. They in the haven't last been year in the real then. mix since like the Alonzo morning days, have they? Oh, God. It's so interesting how they have had such a, a hard time. time really gaining any relevance. And then your last playing game. San Antonio at New Orleans. So uh, we'll have probably some of those games here uh, on ESPN Radio. Um, so let's just break these games down then. Cleveland was one of the surprises in the East, and then they kind of fizzled down the stretch. Brooklyn, for a whole variety of reasons, has just been a, a calamity this year. There's no excuse that they should be in the play-in game, but they are. But if they win, they're going to be a, a huge... Uh, Roadblock for whoever they have to play because they do have several of the best players in the NBA still. So what do we think of this this matchup? I, I thought it was kind of innovative what Cleveland was doing during the regular season where they were playing big, 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 right? Like yep. they were playing with Larry, Larry Markinen and uh, Evan Mobley, who was way better than I thought he was going to be in the NBA, and uh, Jared Allen. Jared Allen. Um, why did they fade down the stretch? And how big of a of a referendum would this be on the experiment that is the Brooklyn Nets if they didn't make it? Well, I think Jared Allen's injury had a lot to do with it. Um, he's kind of a defensive anchor there. And maybe the other part of it is that they're a bunch of young guys. I mean, maybe they just regressed to the mean, right? Right. Maybe they just right. went to kind of what they were supposed to be. Um, I mean, 44 wins for that Cleveland team is is great. overachieving, right? Yeah. That's better than you expected I mean, you this time. Over or under on that back in October, you probably would have won some money. Um, but if Jared Allen can't go, like I don't see any way that they beat Brooklyn. Right. Because totally. I don't think Kevin Durant is going to allow Brooklyn not to make the playoffs. I just sure. don't think it. If he goes for 50 tomorrow, it wouldn't surprise me. For, absolutely. I was shocked. He dropped 61 last week. First 60-point game. I was surprised by was that, too. right? Yeah. Th- that shows you how unbelievable of a score you are when you drop 60 and people are like, oh, it's only the first time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he kind of expected to be like the fourth or fifth. Right? Yeah. I mean, because there's no better scorer than him. Like, I mean, some would say ever, right? Yeah. And he's certainly one of the great scorers of all time. 
Brooklyn finished with that exact same record as Cleveland. So then, uh, so that's the uh, the seven eight game, and so the the winner of that game then gets the Celtics. Is that correct? I believe right. that they get the, the two. Yep. Celtics Nets would be a pretty good series. Yeah, I just don't trust the Nets. I mean, because like. What are they going to do? What are they going to do for scoring? And, and they can't stop anybody. Like, they are a, a turnstile on defense. Like, for sure. They cannot stop anyone. And, like, who's going to score for them? Besides Durant. And Kyrie. Right. If I mean, how many points can they average in a series over the course <laughs> of multiple series? Say they go six games, seven games. Right. Can, you, can Kevin Durant... I mean, can you get, like, 80 points a game out of 70 to 80 points, yeah. For 15 straight games? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. No. <laughs> it's a great point, for sure. Uh, so how about these uh, other playing games? Then we got the Clippers at Minnesota. You said you thought this one was a little bit interesting. Yeah, I think uh, um, the way with Paul George coming back. For sure. Um, and that Clippers team, I just think is really interesting. I thought they were kind of a dark horse if they like weren't injured or if they could get like Kyrie Irving. Uh, or not Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, for sure. And Paul George back near the end of the season. I really thought they could be a threat in the West. Um, who knows what's going to happen with Kawhi? But Paul George is back. That Timberwolves team, um, you know, I just uh, have a hard time trusting them just because they're past. For sure, um, they so are way better though. They are. They've played a lot. They played a lot better this year, and I hate to give them credit because. Uh, my buddy Scott's a big Timberwolves fan, and I, yeah, you know they were they used to be like sort of on the level of the Kings for a while. Sure. So like it was nice to have somebody I could also make fun of, but now they have the Kings are trash, and the Timberwolves <laughs> have ascended, and now I can't do that anymore. So I just don't want to give them any credit. Well, when when you have so many top picks, eventually you got to hit on a couple, right? I mean, they have. Well, the Kings haven't. Well, but the, <laughs> ever have the Kings ever had the number one overall pick though? Uh, no. I mean, the the T-Wolves starting lineup includes two number one overall picks and a number two overall pick. Carl Anthony yep. Towns and Anthony Edwards were number one overall picks, and D'Angelo Russell's number two pick. Yep. That's better than the Kings have gotten. I mean, as we know in the NBA, after the third pick... Better draft-wise, I mean, yeah. Yeah, lottery picks are, are important, but, like, after the, the... You have to have, a like, an epic screw-up to not get a great guy in the top two picks. Uh, right? Do you want to talk about how many times the Kings have done that? <laughs> I'm sorry, were they the guys, were they the team that drafted uh, Michael Bagley over Luka Doncic? Marcus Bagley over Luka Doncic? Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, I know. What a what a uh, mind blower for sure. Sorry, we should. I shouldn't let kids <laughs> talk get in the way of anybody's uh, afternoon. It, it would be fun if the uh, the T-Wolves could make a run at it just because it would be fun to see like Anthony Edwards in playoff basketball. Just be did, fun. Did you see him try to get 50 points the other night? He's so funny, dude. Did you see the highlights? No, I did not. They're up on the Spurs like eight points with like a minute left. And I don't know if he was on 47 or 48. He jacks up five threes. And they <laughs> almost lose the game because of this. No one is now. He's been radio SWX by Tad Television. Anthony Edwards played just one season at Georgia. He was at Georgia when a good friend of this show, Brian Fish, former Montana State head men's basketball coach, was the director of player personnel there at Georgia on Tom Crean's staff. Those guys have since been let go. But Fish was on the show a couple times, sort of giving us some insight on the year of Anthony Edwards in Athens. And one of the best stories he told was how Anthony Edwards is just such this, uh, he's so charismatic and such has so much star power, yet he's also just such this kid that mm. doesn't really know what's going on. I mean, he's 20 years old. But the story Fish told is just so funny, where Anthony Edwards had never been to a Benihana. He goes into a Benihana with a, a 
Tupperware full of his leftover gumbo and just walks up right to the grill and just pours it on there. And it's like, I came here for so you could heat this up for me. And the chef's just looking at him like, what are you doing, dude? We have our own food here. And Anthony Edwards is like, oh, I thought it was yeah, like. Because it's a restaurant. <laughs> Anthony Edwards All like, restaurants yeah, have their own food yeah, there. <laughs> Anthony Edwards is like, oh, I thought I was going to just get a side of rice and some Coke. And like, <laughs> such a funny story. The kid just has no idea. He's just a child. But I do think that he's going to be a star. I think it would be fun uh, if he could make a run. But I also think it's a very tall task for a team without playoff experience to overcome, despite their playoff demons the last several years, to overcome a team. With veteran guys like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. If Leonard plays. What do we think of the other play-in games as well as the rest of the NBA playoff field? Kyle Sample in studio with us here on Nuanas Now. More NBA courtesy of Sportsbet Montana. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today. Or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The Grizz wrapped up spring football on Friday. The Bobcats notched another team win on the track Saturday. And Scotty Scheffler secured his first green jacket Sunday. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Friday night in the Bitterroot Valley at Hamilton High, the Montana football team executed their 15th and final session of spring drills. The simplistic non-game plan scrimmage included interceptions by Trajan Cotton and Corbin Walker, plus a near pick by Trevin Gradney in the first half, plus touchdown catches by Ryan Simpson and Aaron Fonts in the final quarter. The play of the evening came when the play of the evening came when freshman Dylan Simmons intercepted freshman Daniel Britt in the end zone and raced 85 yards the other way. But Simmons was tracked down from behind by Fonts, who ran the length of the field behind the Grizz bench before re-entering to halt Simmons' pick-six bid. Montana State continued its recent run of success in the annual Cat-Grizz duel on Saturday at the Bobcat Track and Field Complex. The Bobcat women easily cleared the Grizz by a score of 111-55 to for its fourth straight rivalry win. The MSU men won their eighth straight against Montana in head-to-head duels by outscoring the Grizz 88-67. For more on the individual results of this meet, tune into Nuanas now this week. And finally, Scheffler affirmed his status as the number one player in the world, shooting a final round 71 to finish 10 strokes under par and win the Masters Golf Tournament by three shots over Rory McIlroy. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Jamming out here on a Monday. Hopefully you're having a phenomenal start to your week. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. Want to stream the show? You can always do it on our station website, 1029ESPN.com, or on YouTube, or how about this, ESPN Montana app. Go download it. There you'll find Nuan is now every single day. You will also find Grizz Lacrosse, Grizz Hockey, and we got a whole bunch of other fun stuff coming down the pipeline, so do yourself a favor. Go download that app. We are coming to you through the Northwest Motorsports Studio. 
You can visit Northwest Motorsport here in the Garden City at the corner of Stevens and Mount. Or you can visit online and check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Trucks, trucks, and more trucks. NWMSRocks.com. That's NWMSRocks.com. Our NBA conversation continues. Kyle Sample, good friend of mine, good friend of this show in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. This portion of our NBA conversation is presented by the M Store. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years. Swing on by, check out the new storefront, or visit online, MontanaMStore.com. All right, sample. Uh, tonight's games, or excuse me, tomorrow night's games, the Cavaliers at the Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Clippers at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Wednesday's play-in games, the uh, Charlotte Hornets at the Atlanta Hawks and the San Antonio Spurs at the New Orleans Pelicans. I guess the most striking part of these matchups are the fact that uh, Charlotte is in it, that they're even in the playoff picture whatsoever, but also the fact that Atlanta... Probably did not take the step that people thought that they could or should, given the uh, makeup of their young roster. Yeah, I think they're probably. I mean, you could probably say, you could say the Lakers, I guess, but I mean, Atlanta's one of the three most disappointing teams in the league, right? I right, because they were what, what the four seed the, last year. They stormed to the conference finals, and um, I mean, cleared out Philadelphia. They got a real superstar in Trey Young. Yeah, I mean, but they, they have a bunch of other really good young, young players who seem like they fit really well together, and they just haven't been able to really put a whole season together. Um, so they've been a, a major disappointment. But like Charlotte, I'm not totally surprised that they're in this. Like I thought they would be like a seven or eight seed when the season started. But like Gordon Hayward doesn't get a full season. Um, but like the complement of young guys that they have, like Miles Bridges and Lonzo Ball, um, they make some trades and they get Montrez Harrell. Um, like they have Kelly Oubre, like they have like a legit. They have NBA legitimate players. Roster. Yeah. Well, part of it is also because Lamelo Ball has transformed into one of the better point guards in the league, right? He, uh, I mean, he's I mean, an up and coming. He's an up and coming. It's a stacked position, but he's guy. a legitimate player. Yeah, he's right? a I mean, good player. Yeah. Um, he's far better than what I thought he was going to be. I thought he was going to be far better. Man. I thought he was going to be a Kardashian in the NBA. <laughs> and uh, you know, he's he's actually shown out to be like a really good, reliable player. <laughs> The fact that there's not uh, nearly the influence of the Kardashians in the NBA, I think, is having a very positive just influence. talking about that the other night with uh, our, buddy, our buddy Jason. Yeah. Uh, that who is who is dating one of them right now? Are they dating NBA players again? There is one guy we were talking about, now it slips my mind, who is like the only guy not to have just been dismantled by dating a Kardashian. Mm. Yeah, he deserves a mental fortitude award. He does. I mean, Chris Humphreys... Chris Humphreys was straight out the league when he got involved with the Kardashians. Lamar Odom's almost dying. Kanye is a psychopath. <laughs> Kanye lives in Wyoming. <laughs> so he's trying to start I mean, a new church or yeah. something. Uh, I mean, it's not a coincidence. I mean, Tristan Thompson signed the, a huge contract and then fell off the face of the earth as a relevant NBA player. Couldn't even make it with the Kings. James Harden won the, NB, won the MVP the year after he broke up with a Kardashian. I, I mean, enough said, right? So maybe the uh, lack of Kardashians in the NBA... Good thing. It maybe is a good thing. Uh, so, what do we think of this um, this uh, Charlotte matchup in the first round? I think Atlanta probably wins. I think so too. But I would not at all be surprised if if Charlotte did. Wouldn't be surprised at all. 
I think it's going to be very close. And then the last play game is the San Antonio Spurs at the New Orleans Pelicans. The Spurs, 34-48. and 48. The fact that that even gets you any sort of close to the playoffs. It shouldn't. It shouldn't, for sure. Like, why do I want that team in the playoffs? You don't. Even if they win two games to get in? Why? So I can watch them just get swept. And they by have the Spurs, they have the no real marketable guy. Nobody. Like Name a Spurs player. Exactly. Like everybody we're talking about. Even if the T Wolves play their way in, okay, that's fun. You can just watch that's Anthony Edwards, right? Yeah. Like Clippers. Okay, they got bona fide superstars. Hawks, bona fide superstar like, and Trey Young. Are you excited Hornets. to watch Jakob Purtle? Yeah, right. I mean, are you just fired up? If you to just like cook like a nice dinner tomorrow and just watch Jakob Purtle? I mean. <laughs> DeJounte Murray is he probably Oh DeJounte there? Murray, that's fair. He's DeJounte good. Murray's solid. He's yeah. good, no, but he's not like a, he's not like a, I'm gonna He's an all-star this year. He was for sure. I mean it's not like a, man, I gotta watch the Spurs though, because they got all these up and coming guys. They are for definitely sure. super lackluster. How important is this game though for the Pelicans, uh, given their their scenario right now? Because I do think that you know they, they traded for CJ McCollum. Who knows if he's gonna be able to contribute to this or not. Uh, Brandon Ingram has been sort of in and out of the lineup. And the golden goose, Zion Williamson, is nowhere to be found. Do the Pelicans have to, like, make the playoffs? I guess how attached are the Pelicans' success with the future of Zion both in New Orleans and in the NBA? Zion's future in the NBA? I think he has a future. Well, I don't know. Because, like, I don't know. A guy that size with that kind of foot problems is scary. Um, I really don't think his future is in New Orleans, though. I'm of the mind that he is going to be one of the the first guy to turn down the, the major contract extension. This, I don't think he's staying. <laughs> from Andre Murray, DeJounte Murray, excuse me, from Andrew Houghton, our producer in the back. This is actually amazing. DeJounte Murray is about to be the first player in NBA history to average 20-plus points, 8-plus rebounds, 9-plus assists, and 2-plus steals in a season ever. Yeah. And nobody knows about it. Great, great stat, great there, stat Andrew. Andrew. I love that. Uh, still, though, all of that production is gives you a whopping total of 34 wins. Okay, last thing on these play-in teams, because then I want to talk about the actual teams that are favorites. Uh, is any of these teams that are playing in these opening rounds, are any of these teams actual title contenders? Um, or, or even contenders to make noise in this playoffs, to impact the title the Nets. Race. Could if Ben Simmons can come back for sure, and like for sure, be a defensive guy, yep, and not be a complete mental head case, yeah, yeah. The Nets could, and if Kawhi Leonard comes back and goes to his right. his yes. top level, yeah. then I mean, he when Kawhi Leonard's at his top level, he's one of the greatest players in the world. So right. he yeah. could totally get there. Both of those teams could. All right, now we're gonna actually talk about some of the contenders. More NBA playoffs. Kyle Sample in studio right after this. It's Nuanas now. This NBA talk is brought to you in part by the MSU Bookstore. Bobcat fans support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. You can also find a vast selection online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore, your Bobcat gear headquarters. More NBA on the other side. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. 
Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Stones for you here on a Monday. Hope you're having an outstanding start to your week. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Do yourself a favor, go download that ESPN Montana app. You can always find this show on there, as well as Grizzly Cross, Grizz Hockey, and a whole bunch of other exciting stuff coming down the pipeline. Miss anything in the show? You can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. Montana Football Hour, talking Grizz Spring Game, Bobcat Football, college football around the state of Montana in hour number one. And we've been talking Masters, Grizz Football, and NBA playoffs here in hour number two with our good friend Kyle Sample in studio. Find everything on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by the Advocates as well as Sportsbet Montana. All right, Sample, uh, just about five minutes left. If you were handicapping this thing, who do you think are the primary contenders to play in the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals? Eastern Conference, I think Milwaukee, uh, Boston, and probably Philly. Yep. I if, think, if, although if I think it, Philly's going to have a hard time winning that Toronto series. I don't think sure. that's going to be easy. For sure. If it was uh, Celtics-Bucks, which I think it will be, that's an interesting matchup because the Bucks are the defending champs. They have, in my opinion, the best player in the world in Giannis Antetokounmpo. But the Celtics are probably the worst matchup in the East for the for the Bucks because of those wings. I think Miami's the worst matchup for you them. You think so? Yeah. I, uh, I think Miami defensively is just, well, just better in different areas. If Robert Williams can't get back... Um, Boston's just not the same defensive team. That's true. They do need him in the middle as a rim protector for sure. Yeah. Um, and then on the West, I think I think Phoenix, obviously. Um, Memphis, I really want to say, but um, I have a lot of questions with their ability to consistently be successful in half-court offense. Mm-hmm. They they're mm-hmm. score a lot of points in transition throughout the season. They also um, don't have any experience in this uh, sort of elevator. Yeah, they've never been in the scenario where they... They didn't really go from up-and-coming team to then two-seed. They went from not in the playoffs to two-seed. Well, they were in the playoffs last year. They were in the playoffs, yeah. that's right. So they do have a little bit of playoff experience, but just how is it going to be difficult for them to generate offense? Um, and then I kind of like... I kind of like Dallas as maybe as probably the third team. So here's there. the here's the thing: the, the the scenario that I think is going to be one of the most interesting parts of this NBA playoffs is if the seeds hold 
and you're in the conference semifinals, and it's Dallas versus Phoenix. There's a chance that Luka Doncic just goes nuclear mm-hmm. and just just ruins the Suns' historic season. That's mm-hmm. fully in the cards, right? But it's also possible that uh, Steph Curry comes back healthy and totally. the Warriors mesh because they have their complement of players back. For sure. And Draymond's leading their defense, and he's, I mean, he was maybe the best defensive player in the year or defensive player in the NBA until he got injured. So uh, I don't know. I, I still think Phoenix is 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 the team in the West, though. If I can find a way to tease it and or bet it, my bet is going to be that neither of the one seeds win their conferences. I want to find a way to make that bet. I want to parlay anybody but the Suns and anybody but the Heat are winning their respective conferences. It's bold in the West. I think it's very possible in the East. I, I, th- my, I think that I, I'm with you on the East. I think it's going to be Boston versus... Um, Boston versus Milwaukee. But is that possible, though, because of the way that... I was just looking at that. Because I think that's actually going to have to be the semifinals, right? Because I think that even though there was three teams tied... and Milwaukee would ...would play in the the semifinals. Man, okay, so maybe that's your de facto conference finals. Interesting. Well, getting the one seed does matter. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Uh, I'm excited to see some of the the young guys, though, like John Morant, like Luka Doncic, sort of on this elevated stage. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's sweet, too, that the Warriors have their players back and they're back as, like, a, a legit contender for their conference. We're going to have tons of NBA playoff stuff for you. Also, we have a fun NBA discussion and uh, opportunity coming up. April 29th, Gray Wolf Pete Casino. The Iceman George Gervin, Artis Gilmore, Calvin Murphy, and the one and only... Sugar Michael Ray Richardson, formerly of the University of Montana and a longtime NBA standout. All those guys will be up at Gray Wolf Peak Casino for a meet and greet here in a couple Fridays. So that'll be very fun. Uh, it's interesting. You love the history of the NBA. I, I find it so fascinating how many people didn't know who George Gervin and Artis Gilmore were, was. But you said right when you walked yeah. in, you're like, man, we got to go watch these guys. These guys are crazy. My, what day is that? The 29th? The 29th. It's a Friday. My girlfriend was asking me all month what I want for my birthday. <laughs> you want to go I meet think I might want George Gervin? Yeah. Let's go. Gotta love it. Nuanas Now, Kyle Sample in studio. Thanks for being here, man. This was fun. Yeah, thank you. You can always find it all on the Nuanas Now podcast. We'll be back at it tomorrow. We got Justin Angle, a business angle overlay between business and sports. Also, talk NBA playoffs, NFL. Got some new Grizz Hoops commits. We're going to give you a transfer portal update from not only the Montana schools, but across the big sky in men's basketball. And we'll have our Treasure State stars. In the meantime, Stay warm out there. It's windy, not so spring-like, but it's April in Montana. What else did you expect? We will be back at it 4 p.m. tomorrow. Thanks so much for being here. And one last plug, go download that ESPN Montana app. You won't regret it. Back at it tomorrow, 4 p.m., Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit montanaadvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate.
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.